well, that was exciting. And then it wasn't. <laughs> the Sharks lose again in the reverse retro. This time, 6-5 to five against the Vancouver Canucks. We'll have all of that and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and teal together with us, check us out across all the social media platforms, that being the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, the shenanigans that go on in the Discord, the TikToking that goes on, everything and more at tealtownusa.com. Also, if you uh, want to support the cast, uh, check us out over at Venmo, at tealtownusa. Donations always appreciated. Thank you, everybody. And uh, I am here this evening with uh, Miss Dana uh, Mayerson. Dana, how are you doing this evening? Uh, okay. It was, it was fun to watch. Well, we just asked them to have, uh, you know, some interesting games, and they definitely gave us an interesting game tonight. It was a game. <laughs> uh, yes, a game for sure. Uh, and, and really, I mean, guns a-blazing starting out in that first period with Nick Benino scoring 18 seconds in, uh, Benning and Couture getting the assist there, and and gave us some uh, real nice hope in that first period, you know. Uh, they went crashing kind of to the net, then they got uh, a, a kick back out to the blue line, then able to get the tip by Nick, and, uh, you know, off to the races we go. Um, but what'd you see tonight that was kind of working with, and especially I think that net front presence we saw. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't realize the game had started, uh, when I heard the goal horn, I went to go grab some laundry and <laughs> I'm like, wait, I thought they were playing a replay. So that was a nice surprise. Um, bones is so funny like that. Um, it's, it's really all or nothing. Um, but yeah, I could see them hustling um, this whole game. They, you know, um, I think it led to some mistakes that costed them in the end. That's kind of the double-edged sword. Um, and yeah, everything was very, what's the word, chippy. Yeah, yeah, it felt kind of like a, a divisional game, you know. It had it had a little bit of nastiness to it. And... Oh, yeah. Um, you know, one of the guys kind of bringing it and, uh, you know, brought it against, um, uh, against Redeem Shimmick was, uh, Dakota Joshua. Um, oh yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah. The and star of the game. Yeah. And, and getting, hat trick. <laughs> getting the, uh, getting the second goal of that first period hit, he would get, uh, uh, Ekman Larson and bear in on the assists as well. And, uh, really, I mean, give, for every punch that San Jose had, Vancouver had a counter punch and, uh, Dakota Joshua, you know, I think centering would they would be their third line. So, um, you know, kind of just chipping in from, from that tertiary scoring for Vancouver and, and again, kind of matching the, the depth scoring from, from Nick Benino there. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately the, uh, the Sharks would take, you know, quite a few penalties, uh, this game and, you know, really get, um, get burned when, um, uh, you, you had, uh, CJ Su uh, Seuss holding, uh, against Dakota Joshua. Cease? Cease? Yeah. Cease. Yeah. CJ Cease. I didn't know he was, a, I didn't know he existed until I found out he was playing for the Sharks today. So <laughs> yeah. Right. I think a very late call up from the Barracuda, um, but again, coming up and, you know, trying to shore up some some of that bottom line uh, uh, depth, uh, you know, Matt Nieto still being out, I think, uh, had some issues. And then uh, Navani Svechnikov, I think, was sent down and then recalled. So just a lot of movement going on with the Sharks right now, um, you know, with the guys going in and off of injured reserve. But uh, again, it would take a that ill-advised uh, penalty, and uh, Dakota Joshua again would get uh, another goal, his sixth of the, of the year, from Garland and Ekman Larson getting in on the assist there. Um, you know, again, we kind of see a little bit of a breakdown on that uh, on that penalty kill unit. Um, I think when you're missing Ferraro and Nieto, it's 
you know, those are two big pieces of that PK. Um, Dana, I mean, what did you see from the power play on Vancouver's side that, that kind of led up to that? Um, it looked, it I mean, pretty dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, I wonder if that's a Bruce Boudreaux thing. I feel like that's something he's pretty good at coaching. Um, very high energy, um, responsive. Um, and as you said, I think it really boils down to the Sharks not having their two best PKers and they're, you know, they say the goalie's the best PKer. Well, they're missing their best goalie too. So uh, yeah, it's, it's not a huge mystery what's going on with the Sharks PK, but it's insane to see how losing two players suddenly like it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the team, I think would end up on that uh, on that first period on a high note in shots, ten to eight, uh, you know, in favor of the of the Sharks. But really, that that uh, power play goal at the end of that first period to me kind of felt like it sucked some of that momentum out of that first that the the Sharks kind of had, and um, you know, really kind of set the tone for uh, the next portion of the game. So going into that second period. Um, I mean, Nils, Nils, <laughs> Nils Hoglander uh, would get his third of the year, Bo Horvat getting the assist there. Um, and again, Vancouver kind of just picking up where they left off on that power play and really looking like, um, you know, they were going to uh, funnel shots towards the net and um, have a little bit of their possession play going through the neutral zone, um, really driving uh, you know, play here. And, and what would you see on this goal, Dana, and and kind of just the energy that they kind of brought out in that second period? Um, well, the second period was better overall for the Sharks. It didn't start out great. Um, do you think LeBanc was tripped before that goal? <sighs> see, in this one, this is where I want LeBanc to be a little bit stronger on his skates mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. And and why I, I sometimes have some pause on, um, you know, just some of the physicality that he can bring to the to the game. So was it him getting tripped up or, or was it him trying to, to get a call? I'm, I'm not sure on this one, mm-hmm. um, but I would have liked to have seen him, you know, maybe try to stay on his skates a little bit longer there and, and try to get back into the play. Um, yeah. Well, regardless, I mean, you know, you don't want to go down easy. Um, the the most annoying players in the whole league, really, other I mean, uh, other than the ones who take cheap shots are the ones who just like flop over like a little um, like a, a fragile little flower. Um, you know, the moment anyone bumps them. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that LeBanc is usually that person, but um, it, it was kind of borderline because it didn't look super intentional from the Canucks player, but right. uh, LeBanc kind of felt just crumbled over. And, and from there, you just kind of knew it was okay. Yeah, that's about to go in. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, the, the, the play had all, you know, had already, they've established a physical game, right? And and I think that they were had their, the whistles, they were, they were looking for things, you know, meaning I think that they were allowing more of the physical play to go on and looking for, for infractions more with sticks and, and more with like technical um, you know, technical play, for instance, the the too many men uh, on the mm-hmm. ice that that Vancouver took, um, and and really, I mean, it took the Sharks for them to yell at the the uh, refs to finally you know call it. So again, to me, that it looked like the refs kind of had their their whistles in the pockets at at some points of the game, um, and I don't know, it, it it it's it's tough, but definitely borderline for sure. Um, and, and maybe a different staff would have called that a different way and, and called that penalty there and, you know, negated the goal against. Um, but 
the Sharks would eventually get a power play goal. Uh, Timo Meyer would get his 13th uh, on the season with Barabanov and Hurdle getting the assists. And and this one was just a beautiful play where you, you get a drop back from a uh, from the forward coming in to the slot with the puck, drops it back, and then gets it on to Timo's uh, stick for the one-timer. And, um, boy, he, he fired that off. And it looked like he got the monkey off his back with that one. What would you see from Timo? Uh, yeah. Is he still leading all shots in the NHL? Regard- whether or not he's still in the lead, like that man shoots. Um, and when it goes in, it's beautiful. Um, I, I think that a lot of the Sharks goals tonight, obviously they didn't win, but they had some highlight reel goals. They also had some highlight reel flops. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, it was very satisfying. Um, I think, lit, spoiler alert, I have a goal later that I think was even more satisfying, but um, this was a fun one to watch. Um, yeah, no, great to see power play goals. I just really wish it didn't like somehow coincide time-wise with the PK falling off the planet. Um, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like usually their power play is nap time. Um, except now it isn't, but the PK is terrible. So like, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the one nice thing is that they did give up one goal on the, or they gave up two goal, uh, two on mm-hmm. the PK tonight, but they did get one on get the a PK. Shorty. <laughs> PK. That would they be got a shorty. Yeah. They got their first shorty of the year. Logan Couture with his 14th of the season. Uh, Jacob Magna with the assist actually just a really nice, uh, up pass to see Logan kind of, um, out there by himself because two of the uh, two of the forwards had peeled off on a change, so Logan was kind of just left all alone as an outlet and really um, nice move on the net and it just barely squeaked by. But um, you know, good for Logan to get the shorty there. Um, and what would you see on that one, uh, Dana? Um, well, I'll say if I'm what's his name, Spence, Spencer Knight. Is that the the goalie who uh, Patrick Marlowe ran out of the league for two years in one period with four goals, <laughs> whatever, that kid, the Vancouver goalie. Um, if, if I were him, I, I, I might've wanted that one back. Um, but good, you know, good on Cooch for, you know, knowing where to send it. And um, it, yeah, no, that was, it was good. That was satisfying. That was definitely one of the, High points of the game. I, I mean, it's shocking that the second period was like by far the Sharks' best period. Uh, can't say that super often. So they give us and they take us away. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, how Spencer are... Martin. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Spencer Martin. Spencer Knight is uh, on um, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. Thank you, uh, Steve, for, for the correction in the chat. I appreciate it. Um, Ilya Mikheyev would score uh, not too long before, you know, the ex- uh, the expiration of the period. He came in at 19.28 of the second. And, Dana, this was the one that I felt. The, the first one at the end of the period sucked, but the second one at the end of the second kind of killed the good mojo the team had after getting those two goals, right? Yeah. Um I don't know if it's a pattern, coincidence, whatever, but um, yeah, it's definitely a bummer. It felt it felt like kind of throughout the game, whenever the Sharks got momentum, you know, due due to a Sharks mistake or due to you know someone on Vancouver just being younger and more talented, um, <laughs> it, it would all, it would always go in. So it's. It's hard because, like, I don't know if I ever really had faith the Sharks are going to win this game. Also, I'm cursed because this is my ninth after dark and they haven't won once. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-mm. Not even once. <laughs> well, you know, and, and you had said it. I mean, they really capped off that second period and, and pl- the Sharks had played their best period, you know, of, of hockey in that second and the shots paired it out. I mean, it was eleven to seventeen in favor of the Sharks, and you know, it just it just felt like for every punch though that the Sharks had, the the Canucks had a, a, a counter, and 
And again, you know, that those those end of the period goals have just reared their ugly head out game after game after game. And the, the team isn't going to 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 win many games by by giving those up. Yeah. But that I mean, being gosh, maybe they just get tired over the course of the period. Like I'm trying to think like what would even like you know, lead to that happening. Maybe it just seems like it's more often for us. Everyone thinks it's always their team that has this bad habit or that bad habit, but food for thought. Yeah. Um, well, we'd have an interesting kind of twi- turn of events though, coming in into that third period. Um, uh, Kapo Kakinen, uh started, ooh, uh, started the, uh, the period out, um, you know, in net, but uh, would not finish the game. And we'd had Itu uh, Makaniemi making his debut uh, in relief and really kind of, I don't know, a head scratcher to me because I think at that point I had kind of felt that there were, I think there was one goal that I didn't like um, Kapo Kakinen and his, um, you know, in his positioning. And I think it was that, that second goal from Dakota Joshua where he didn't hug the post enough, but. Oh, I think that was the first goal. Oh, was that the first goal? Uh, yeah. It was one of the Dakota Joshua uh, yeah, goals. Definitely. And unf- no, but I agree with you. You know, it was, and- it's like four goals. And I think, you know, maybe if you let in four goals and it's just the first period or start of the second, like maybe, but yeah, that was definitely confusing. So there might be something more there. I mean, especially since it's not like Makaniemi is, you know, like, for example, if it had been, you know, Kakinen and then Reimer's on the bench, like, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. That was confusing because it wasn't Kakinen's best game ever, but, um, you know, it's not like he let in like three total stinkers in a row. Like the Sharks didn't really do him any favors at times. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe there's something more there and, and, and who knows, but I, you know, I, I think, um, when you have Spencer Martin playing the way that he did and just the way in which the game was being played up to that moment, it was very like shinny hockey again, you know, that the team has been playing a lot of, uh, no defensive <laughs> acumen type games and, Again, to have a, a goaltender, you know, switched out like that, and and maybe it was more along the lines of the the coach trying to um, whoop up some, um, you know, whoop up some energy to to kind of combat that uh, second period um, late goal, but but again, kind of to me mixed messaging, um, and especially when when you've got a guy who's already shaky as it is you know and and you want to give him the best opportunity to get wins um I don't know I I don't know if that's the right move there Uh, but again I mean let's you know maybe maybe we'll get some more um insight into the locker room when uh, AJ's um going through here so we've got some comments coming out and uh, maybe we'll get something from um, from the coach on what the what the rationale was behind the the uh, the switching there of the goaltenders. Um, Danny, I mean, did did you see? I mean, besides the the first J- Joshua goal, did you see anything out of the ordinary in, in the goaltending or positioning with um, Kakana? No, no, I think we're pretty much in agreement. There's you know maybe something else there. Maybe he tweaked something. I don't know. Maybe McAniemi was like, oh, please, just let me get out there. Come on. Just, <laughs> why not? You know? um, well, I mean, whatever the intended effect was, the Sharks did come out with some jam. Um, and uh, Gadjevich getting his first of the year unassisted. Um, this one, just a, a, another kind of crash, crash play to the net nothing really fancy um you know in in Gadjevich it's it's unassisted so um again some good some good neutral zone play um that's able to get the puck up um able to work it uh you know to him and and he's able to you know get in on get it in on net and 
you know, again, when the team plays those fundamental meat and potato type um, games, you know, they seem to have more success versus when they want to play this east-west type of game or they want to play um, a game in which they've got a real reliance upon Eric Carlson to move the puck mm-hmm. to the neutral side. Yeah, right? like the hot potato type of game where it's like, oh, no, you take it. No, you take it, and nobody wants to shoot. Sometimes, like... Timo Meyer can't be team. I guess Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson can't be the only guys shooting. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've loved Gadjevich this season. Obviously, he's not here to be the number one offense guy, but he always brings the energy. Um, he, you know, by all accounts, is like, you know, one of the like, you know, most uh, fun, friendly sharks to me as a fan. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful goal. But happy he's you know, got one, well, what's the word? one in the bank. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, just good individual effort there. Uh, another guy though, that had needed a goal um, and really needed to score uh, Kevin LeBanc getting his sixth of the season, 11:28 in the third period, giving the sharks the lead uh, funnily enough after, you know, the, the, switcheroo there in in the back end uh, coming into the third Um, so Kevin LeBanc would give the team the lead five to four Hurdle and Carlson getting the assist there and boy I mean I don't know if it's something that someone has told him to put more in pucks on net but I know that we've been preaching it you know time and time again when when he it's because of us yeah maybe no other explanation (laughs) um maybe but again just a well-placed shot and um why don't we see more of it (laughs) what'd you see out of it dana um yeah as you said you know when when you shoot the puck good things happen um i mean i i can't lie like i've been banging the trade LeBanc drum for six decades it seems um but we still have him and um, he's a shark, so I want him to succeed. And he did. Um, it was a very satisfying goal. God, I wish it were the game winner. I really do. Um, it was not to be. Yeah, unfortunately, just uh, just not. Um, why, why? Sorry, guys. This this just went over to the three panel, um, and. Uh, and I was able to get it back over, but yeah, no, I, again, it just really kind of boils down to now the sharks not being able to play with a lead again. And, um, Andre Kuzmenko, uh, would get the power play goal. Again, the sharks taking another ill-advised penalty. Um, and they're able to tie it up. And again, this deflating, feeling sets in on the team and for every you know every punch that the sharks had vancouver countered and i don't know i i I, we've we've seen this roller coaster ride so many times dana i don't know why i i get my hopes up for a win but you know they 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 had it i mean they they had it and they just needed to play good fundamentals for four minutes and it just seemed like it was the most difficult thing for them to do I mean, what what were you seeing from uh, from it? <laughs> um, are we talking about the last Vancouver or the second to last Vancouver goal? Yeah, I guess the, the last, last regulation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't even have a note on it at that point. I <laughs> checked out. Um, yeah, I don't know. They always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. They really do. It's. I mean, if they're on Team Tank, oh, they're doing a great job. A plus. You shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't have taken it to OT. But um, <laughs> other than that, you lost in spectacular fashion. <laughs> right. Oh, and again, they 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 get it into the overtime goal or overtime. Uh, excuse me, and really, um, back and forth play again. Um, could have been. Um, Actually, I mean, Vancouver had a, a nice little flurry at the end of the third period, which um, McAniemi kind of kept them in 
Um, to be quite honest, they're I think right at the end uh, of the buzzer. I mean, there was a, a save he had to make off the mask. Um, so again, the Sharks survive to the overtime period, but again are just uh, overshadowed, I guess, in this by this point by um, you know Vancouver's talent and Elias Pettersson, you know, getting his 13th of the season, uh, Kuzmenko and Hughes getting the assist there, um, and. A sloppy end to a sloppy game that was played, I think, defensively. Um, What's defense? Yeah. I, I don't know her. Never heard of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, I mean, it's it's hard to draw um, good conclusions from the defense. I think you can definitely see it's missing Mario Ferraro, um, you know, and the, the team is continuing to – um, have to place guys like Jacob Magna in, in the pressure situations. Um, and, and it's just not, uh, you know, just not a, a cohesive bunch right now. Yeah. Whatever happened to, um, Kinesiov? Like, wasn't he supposed to come back this year? Uh, the last that I, the last that I heard, he, um, he was skating, but had not yet taken like full practice. Um, okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure where exactly he's at. If anybody's got um, some more info on that, um, that might be an Ian question. But yeah, I mean, Kanijov is definitely a guy who I'm not really expecting much from at this point. Um, mm-hmm. just because of how much time he's missed and, yeah, um, you know, trying to get back into game shape. So, I mean, kind of similar to how, you know, how we got Chimic back, I think it was last season or no, two seasons ago, kind of with a third of the season left and, you know, he just kind of wasn't looking right. That's kind of, uh, kind of what I expect Kanijov is going to be like, where you know he's going to be skating on a surgically repaired knee. He's going to have to learn how to um, cope with that, uh, see if he can get back into um, condition shape, um, you know, and then also to the the uh, hockey sense and hockey IQ. Um, you know, being off the ice for as long as he has, you, you wonder how much tune-up time is going to be needed there. So. Yeah. Again, no need to rush it. No need to rush it. And just, <laughs> you know, they're not, there's no playoff run. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and uh, thank you, AJ. We got, we got some, um, some quotes in now from uh, Quinn. Nieto was missed, but the first one was on a failed clear. We don't usually give those up, but we have the last couple of games. Again, that kind of goes to the sloppiness that we had talked about you know, from the beginning. Um, Here we go. Uh, I liked a lot of our game. We competed. Our game got better as the game went on. Vancouver is hot and I'm proud of our compete. Uh, That's OT hockey. We have a breakaway. It goes the other way after two periods. I felt going to Makiniemi was the right move. Um... We need all of our lines to be better defensively. You can't give up goals that were given up, and it feels like it's easy for the other team. Uh, our 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 game is too indecisive, and uh, that was uh, that was it from the head coach. So, again, echoing very similar sentiments, I guess. So nothing nothing on Kokkinen, um, and, and if there was any kind of, uh, injury or, or if it was, you know, it, according to him, just wanting to go to McAniemi, kind of mixing yeah. it up. Fair. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, this kind of, this effort puts into question now Kapo Kokkinen's ability to start games and where, he actually lies on this goalie jet chart because I know we have, you know, James Reimer has established himself as the starter again and, and played um, better of the two. Um, you thought that Kapo Kakinen would be the clear number two, but I don't know that now, Dana. I mean, 
where where do you what where do you see his game going and and what do you seem see his ceiling or, or I guess just on average what are we going to get from him game to game because at this point I don't really know what to tell people yeah well um <laughs> I literally said like last week I am a capocac and an apologist um I I don't know I feel like he doesn't necessarily deserve the level of blame some people you know give him but it's just weird because I feel like we were having the same conversation about Aiden Hill last year about oh you see some flashes of a solid goaltender but there's you know just giving up um, goals at just like the wrong time of the game and you know sometimes questionable positioning or they you know and then he he goes to Vegas and has done pretty well I, I don't follow them that closely but um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think you got to write it out. Cause it's like, he's on a two year contract, one year, whatever. He's not, you know, signed for eternity. So, um, as Ian has pointed out in a previous episode, like with goalies, you know, just sign him to a year or two and find what sticks. And on the bright side, like, you know, if we had a, I don't know, a friggin' Martin Berger, Dominic Hasek, or somebody in net, but the rest of the team was this bad, like, it would be a waste. So we may as well have a mediocre goaltender right now. And you are indeed correct. Two years uh, on, on his deal, so this year and next year. Um, but coming from a guy that had really good pedigree, right, and coming from a guy who we saw have, have a, a good – quarter of a season with the Sharks to see him regress this hard that's concerning as as far as like what his future outlook is because this this is a guy that was coming to us as hey this is a this is a 1a type of goalie who's who or potential 1a type of goalie he has the pedigree and and he's got the frame and the skill you know to be a 1a but kind of still needs some maturation you hate to give up on a guy, you know, who's only 26. Um, but I, I just, I, I can't tell you what he's going to be from night in and night out. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, he's got really good positioning. Sometimes I feel like he's very, uh, a very confident and very upright, you know, kind of in your face goaltender. But then there are games where I see him sag or, or I see, you know, the shoulders droop or, um, you know, not being very good fundamentally, you know, again, putting your whole body up against the, the goal, the goalpost to hug it, or, um, you know, knowing when to challenge and what not to. So again, there are these, there are these times where I see a a competent goaltender. There are times where I see an, a a one, a type goaltender, but then there are games where it just completely falls apart. And, and, I don't know if that's more of a lack of defense in front of him or if it's kind of all of the above, but this is concerning for a guy who's supposed to be a starter. Yeah, I will say Minnesota chose to trade him and trade for Flurry. So if they really thought this was their goalie of the future, they would have kept him. So I don't know. I'm not horribly concerned or disappointed because I, I I think he's not too much worse than what, how do I put this? Like, yeah, like I said, Minnesota traded him. So uh, it's not like, you know, like they had a, re- a reason to do so. Obviously they wanted, um, what's his name? Jake Middleton. Um, but they traded for flurry. So, you know, and it hasn't even been a full year at this point. Um, so I don't know. I, I agree that, you know, there's reason for concern, um, especially when, you know, James Reimer was always supposed to be the stopgap. you know, first, Oh, he'll hold down the fort while Aiden Hill can, you know, um, grow as a, as a goalie and become a starter that didn't pan out. 
So now we're trying with Kakanen. Um, and again, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about Reimer, how he keeps a cool head and, and manages to keep this team alive, but gosh, his presence is missed. Uh, as far as Kakanen, like, again, it's not like we're, like, y'all, we're not going to the playoffs. Um, so, you know, who? I don't want to say who cares who we have in net, but, um, you know, if if we are giving Kakanen the benefit of the doubt, because, um, yeah, goalies can take a little bit longer to to really come into their game. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not horribly concerned um but food food for thought yeah for sure definitely uh okay so we got a couple more um a couple more quotes and thank you aj again for getting us some more he's trying to adapt as he gets older change the way he plays a little bit and that takes a little time and then second part of it was he's had some great nights He's had he's a very good goalie, but when you're making changes, it takes time to have those changes happen instinctively. Hmm. So that you know, that's kind of interesting that he's kind of now in a mode of, of working on his game where, you know, before we had um I, I, I think we had thought that this was a complete product or I guess set in his fundamentals. And so to hear that he's kind of has to work on that. I don't know. Not alarming, but interesting. Peak peaks peaks of curiosity as to what exactly he's working on and what changes he's trying to make to his game. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I think all players are always working on something. Um uh and I mean, I at least when he was traded, I think he wasn't. I, I don't know if people called him. A, I guess he wasn't a prospect, but um, I think, yeah, the the attitude was that he's not a finished product. Um, he still has room to grow, you know, to to fulfill uh, potential uh, of being um, a starter one day. So, am I super super happy with you know he had his performance in San Jose so far kind of from end of last year start of this year no uh he had a shutout it was against the Habs you know um how to, we'll see how it all plays out you know because because <laughs> it's again it's not like we're you know a team with like great offense great defense and we're just like oh crap we're going into the playoffs and we're so worried about goaltending how are we gonna get a goalie like we, you know, we could have a sack of flour in that right now because it's not like the um, offense or defense is, um, is helping. So, yeah, I think if, if he needs to work on his fundamentals and, and grow and, you know, whatever, I, I am still willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully in a few years when, uh, you know, we've got a, a bedard eklund Bordelow top line, um you know, then we can um, we can worry about making sure we have a goalie who can, you know, can prove that he can hold his own in against um, top teams, you know, in playoff style games and playoff games, whatever. But that is not this year. Yeah. And I mean, AJ uh, sums it up really well, too. If the Sharks were really concerned about wins, they'd be calling up Bortolo and Agazino, not uh, Cease and Svechnikov. <laughs> they literally played a guy tonight that they waved yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And and again, I think you know we're definitely subscribers to Team Tank. That's for sure. Um, and and having exciting hockey to watch is 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 kind of a, an added bonus. Um, I'm I'm on Team Not Tank. I'm on Team Fun Bad. <laughs> fun Bad. So I mean that that's the rebranding. That's the reverse retro version of tanking. Uh you're not kidding. <laughs> you're you're not kidding, but uh but yeah, I again I think the goaltending um you know just leaves some questions uh for for what this team is going to do um when it does get good. But I digress. We've 
talked so much about uh you know about the game and stuff but i think we have to know how many post-its you had tonight (laughs) um five and i forgot to add from last game so i'll get back to y'all on the final count um but yeah to be honest my post-its were pretty run-of-the-mill tonight for for a chaotic game i just uh yeah there were lots of goals um my eyelashes falling off. Okay. Um, I drew a heart around Gadjevich because um, <laughs> he's my new favorite. Um, yeah, uh, Joshua missing out on the hat trick. I mean, you know, at least he wasn't in his home barn, right? Because then there actually would be hats on the ice. Um, I think the um, the video reviewers made the right call for sure that were for the goalie interference. That was like pretty obvious um, to me, but um, you never know (laughs) Uh, what is goalie interference. I guess, you know, when you see it, um, but refs don't always know when they see it. So um, I'm glad that's gone their way. Um, I, I remember, I think when, Gosh, when the Sharks let go of Bugner, they also let go of a video coach, like the whole coaching staff, they let go of a video coach who mm-hmm. had done a really good job. Um, so that was sad, but I guess whoever replaced that person is is doing pretty good because, uh, or sorry, not video coach. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's video whoever, coach. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who, whoever, you know, pulls the trigger, you know, say challenge that. Um, whoever it is this year is also doing a good job. Um, so yeah, I'm glad the right call was made there. Um, speaking of calls, uh, I guess instigator calls don't exist if we're going back to the beginning of the game. Yeah. Not a hot take. I know, I know, but, um, yeah, it was interesting seeing, uh, the disagreement between, I mean, I, I usually don't pay attention to intermission lives, but I happened to today, um, Scott Hannon saying, you know, that he, um, was in support of, of guys, you know, dropping the gloves after a perfectly legal body check, um, as opposed to, I can't remember if it was uh, um, Randy or, or Brett Hedekin who, you know, said, oh, well, that's, you know, it's a perfectly legal body check. Why are you, you know, like throwing a fit over it? No- nothing wrong happened. So um, I... Where do you land though on the on the instigator and and the whole conversation? I mean, do you, do you like uh, guys sticking up and 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 coming coming through and trying to you know stand up for a teammate, or are you more along the lines of you know we need to kind of police this out a little bit more, and and that instigator does need to be called more often? Gosh, I'm so torn <laughs> because um, I mean the fights are entertaining, but and I, I hate to be hate to bring this up, but it's true. We know the science behind what happens when you get hit in the head repeatedly over a course of many years, um, or any part of your body getting hit repeatedly. Like, um, you know, I, I think it is for the better if if hockey moves away from that. But I. I, I feel like what's the point of having checking allowed at all if people are going to fight about it immediately? Like I, you know, one of the reasons I love Gadjevich is because he sticks up for his teammates. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's that guy. It's like, you know, you see the play going, Oh, Oh, suddenly no one's playing. The puck's not moving. Oh, they pan over. Yep. Yep. There's a fight. That's Gadjevich. Um, like, I love that. But I think when it comes to legal hits, like, I don't know, you know, but I, I understand like a, a team, you know, when they really they're bonded, you know, they they feel the emotions, you know, if, if they even if something was technically legal, you know, they might not feel great about it and emotions can run high. Um, but I am kind of in favor of calling the instigator penalty because like you know, somewhat, if, if it, if it's clear that one person started it, then why shouldn't their team be penalized? I, I don't know. I, I haven't played hockey, so, um, I don't have that perspective. Um, but as someone who, you know, does neuroscience for a living, I, 
I know about the brain stuff. I mean, and, and Uncle Damphy coming up uh, in the chat, I, I like guys sticking up to dirty plays, you know, not good hockey hits. And, and I think that that's kind of where I'm at, too. Um, you know, when you've got a guy who, you know, is clearly injured or if there's a guy on the, laying on the ice or something and it was, you know, a hit like that, something super egregious, I think you they, you absolutely need to stand up for your teammate there and, and absolutely need to, you know, go in and, um, you know, turn some heads and, and, you know, stick up for your guys. Um, I think I'm still kind of of the old guard, too, where you, you protect your superstars. Um, I don't like when you got guys taking liberties upon, you know, superstars and um, hits on superstars can also be a little tricky as well, because, you know, again, if you make, you know, like an innocuous slash and say you, you bust Austin Matthews wrist, right? I mean, like, I feel like he's gotten hurt, hurt on that kind of a play before. Um, so you, you want your guys to stick up for that as well. But when it comes to a, a good clean check, uh, like a good hip check or, or, uh, um, you know, some, some other type of, of hit that takes, knocks a guy out of a play, but is legal. Um, I, I don't think that that really needs to be escalated much further. You pay him back you know, on the play, on the next play, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you go and you, you take that one in the books, you, you, you figure out who, um, you know, who did it or whatever. And you lay the, the, the hit on, on the player that, that sent it. Um, and you do that between the whistles. Uh, and, and for me, I think that that's more of an effective deterrent when it's hit for hit versus, um, you know, coming after a guy after the play's done and, and trying to wrangle them down. Yeah, I, I agree. The best revenge is on the score sheet. Um, yeah, you, it's interesting you bring up Austin Matthews because, like, that has been an issue with the Leafs um, is, you know, lack of toughness. And, and Big Muzzin is always injured. So, um, you know, they aren't the best at protecting their stars. Um, but, um, you know, players are coached in how to receive hits, you know, how to, um, you know, how, how to take a hit and, and, you know, hopefully avoid any really bad injuries. Um, so yeah, it's, it's part of the game. Hitting is part of the game and, um, and there's a way to do it such that, um, you know, both as the person, doing the hitting and the person receiving the hit, uh, that it can be safe and no, not safe, but, yeah. <laughs> but like not lead to anything crazy. I'm not going to blame someone if they do get injured by a plea that is technically legal. Um, but you know, I, 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 I feel like there's definitely a, a clear distinction, but as someone pointed out, the game happens really fast. And, um, you know, we like, sitting on our butts on the couch eating chips watching the game like we have you know a great view but a player on the ice doesn't necessarily and emotions run high so it's hard to break down those decisions um when they really happen in a split second during the game yeah so well put and i think we'll end it with this uh uh david quinn on uh, when asked how aggravating it is to give up late periods, I wish I could swear on camera so you'd get a much better feeling. I can't, so I won't, but it's really, really aggravating. Oh, I think I think he echoes all of, of, uh, of Teal together when he says that. Um, but again, the Sharks lose uh, on uh, an exciting note, but nevertheless lose once again with the reverse retro five to six against the Vancouver Canucks. Dana, uh, what are your final thoughts and where the people can find you? Um, my final thoughts are that look, y'all, we, you know, we're sitting around kind of moaning and groaning, but this is what a lot of us wanted. The sharks are one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and yet Eric Carlson is having an amazing season. You know, this is, and, and even Logan Couture is having a pretty good season. Our stars aren't doing half bad. 
we we have no depth, but we've never had depth. Okay, so really things aren't so bad in my book. Uh, you know, given like, yeah, sure, I'd love if the sharks could just friggin' out, out of nowhere, like, you know, pull a pull a New Jersey and <laughs> and just like come out of the woodworks to be an amazing team. But that wasn't expected and that hasn't happened. And I, you know, um, I've, I've enjoyed most of the games. So I don't know if I have a more cheery attitude about it all than most people, but um, it's, it's been fun, bad mostly. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts. And the people can find me at, uh, that's my Twitter handle as well as my Instagram handle, um, Dana, M-E-Y-Y. All right. All right. And my final thoughts are we got them right where we want them. We're just four points away from first overall draft position. <laughs> Come on, Sharks, just lose some more in regulation. Uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name and last name. That's spelled out right below my name. Uh, right below me. Uh, and uh, check us, check me out across all the social media garbage. Um, for everybody at... Uh, teal town um you know we really appreciate the the likes the subscribes the uh the support that you guys all give us guys and gals that for that matter and uh you know appreciate you for checking us out uh in case you want to check us out again or you want to check us out next time smash the like sub and bell button on youtube and then find us across all the podcasting platforms that being the apple podcast store google play store the youtube rewind soundcloud spotify tune in iheart audacity and of course all the wrap-ups and editorials over at tealtownusa.com so for everybody here at tealtown usa keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal thank you everybody and we will see you after the next game against Anaheim.